Capturing a few brief months in the lives of an SAS squadron deployed to Vietnam in 1968, the year of the Tet Offensive, the bloodiest of the 15-year struggle. The experiences of Harry, Bung, Bill, Dawson and Rogers tell us more about the causes of war trauma than any doctor or medical analysis could. Their lives attune the reader to the reality of how men react to the dirtiest of jobs. They're cut adrift in a war their government has ordered them to join, yet they couldn't care less why or for what purpose. And therein lies their tragedy, and ours. They are doing their duty for a nation that couldn't give a damn. It is all so brutally honest, in the coarseness of their jokes and ribaldry, in the stench and dirt. Their lost lovers and estranged families exist somewhere in a far-off alien world called home. We see and feel the damage being inflicted on these blokes. We sense the broken and disabused lives forming before our eyes. That is, for those of them who survive. Having witnessed their friends' deaths, and the odd angry shot spares no detail of the gruesome handiwork of a jumping jack mine, these men grow even harder, more hate-filled. They hate the Vietnamese, the Nogs, enemy or ally. They smash up one who dares to try to steal from them. They push an innocent bicycle rider off the road for a laugh. And they watch an enemy soldier roll about in white phosphorus agony before someone has the humanity to shoot him. William Nagel knew his stuff. Himself a Vietnam veteran, he was assigned to the SAS regiment, initially as a cook and then as a member of three squadron in Vietnam. The SAS he portrays is not the one usually described with hyperbole as the toughest, most elite, most secretive unit in the Australian Armed Forces, whose big laconic heroes casually cheat death when not administering aid to the natives. The SAS may be all these things, but it is also something else. In Nam, they were in the business of ratcheting up the infantry's body counts, usually through lethal ambushes. The soldiers of one SAS unit in Vietnam celebrated reaching their first hundred kills with a barbecue. And why not? It was a war. That was their job. They were not only intelligence gatherers, they were hunter-killers. So afraid were the enemy of the SAS, they dubbed them Ma Rung, Phantoms of the Jungle, and put a heavy price on their heads. There is a desperate irony in the fact that in 1968 the North Vietnamese at least respected them. If these men were the best-trained killers in Australia, they were also the brightest, the thinking man's thug, and the odd angry shot presents their war through a professional's prism. The SAS trooper scorns higher rank in other units, because he can. He doesn't play by the infantryman's rules. He does as he chooses. During range practice, for example, the men shoot up a large water drum, clearly not a target. The drum leaps into the air and slams into the sandbags that line the range wall. Drinks for my friends, the insects, grins Bung, removing the magazine from his rifle. Predictably, we are soon joined by an enraged range supervisor. Well, screams the corporal, what smart prick did that? Fucked if I know, mate, answers Rogers, wiping the dust cover of his rifle. 
Must have been a ricochet, says Bung, looking innocently at the furious NCO. And the SAS trooper remembers. The repetition of that word, remember, haunts the text like a recurrent curse. Remember the losses. Remember your dead friend. Remember his guts spilled on the road. Remember the baying protesters. Remember the deceit and hypocrisy of politicians. Let this book again be a warning to all those newly minted warmongers, Anzac Day zealots, hero-hunting journalists and populist storytellers posing as historians who seem to have forgotten what war is and does. The fallen deserve to be commemorated, but we must first remember them and what actually happens in a war, lest we forget. Nagel was charged and punished for refusing to cook egg custard. It must